Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to talk about this topic today. I have been praying about this for a while, and it is something that gets me so fired up and so excited every time I think about it. And this topic is listening to the Holy Spirit, and I just want to talk about how what the role of the Holy Spirit is and how we can be better listeners to the Holy Spirit, because I know that that's something that a lot of people, probably most everyone, can struggle with Um learning and discerning the Holy Spirit's voice. And so I just get so excited about this. Um, And I wanted to share this with you today. I guess to start, I wanted to share something that I recently heard from a pastor. And he said that the biblical definition of a Christian is one who has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You see, when we accept Christ, we are given two gifts. One is complete and free forgiveness for our sins, and that allows us to live eternally in heaven with him if we accept that gift. And also, can we just dream about that moment for a second when we get to be living in heaven with Jesus? Oh, I'm so excited. The second gift is one for our time here on earth, and that is the Holy Spirit. So most of us probably do know that the Holy Spirit is one of the members of the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the unique attribute of the Holy Spirit is that while he is a spirit, he is not a physical being, he does need to dwell somewhere physical. In the Old Testament, we see that he dwells within places like the Tent of Meeting, Um, And that was when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness. Or he dwells in the tabernacle or the temple. And that's also where he's dwelling at the beginning of the New Testament. He's dwelling in the temple. So during those times, only selected high priests were able and allowed to go into the Holy of Holies, which was in the temple. But it's a specified room in the temple where the Holy Spirit dwelled. And that priest was the intercessor on behalf of the people to the Holy Spirit. The beautiful thing is that we read in John that when Jesus was crucified, the very moment, okay, the the exact moment that Jesus breathed his last on the cross, the temple curtain tore in two. That curtain that was separating the Holy Spirit from the rest of the people was now gone, signifying that we don't need a human priest anymore to speak to God ourselves. Now, we know that three days after Jesus was crucified, that he rose again and he spent more time on earth doing ministry before going back to heaven. So leading up to the crucifixion, so I want to rewind really quick and leading up to the crucifixion, And this is again in the book of John. That is when we see Jesus promise us the Holy Spirit. He's having a conversation with his disciples and they are confused about the coming events when Jesus is going to be crucified. And Jesus says to them, I will ask the father 
and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus was leaving earth as a human, and he then was going to send a third member of the Trinity to help us as we walk with him. Isn't that just such an incredible, mind-blowing gift? But going back to where the Holy Spirit dwells, I want to continue talking talking about that for a second. Remember, he needs to dwell somewhere physical. So where is he dwelling right now? This gets me so fired up. If we have accepted Christ as our Savior and we have invited him to be the king of our lives, he dwells within us. We are the physical structure that the Holy Spirit dwells in. I am seriously blown away every time I think about that. I'd never thought about it like this before until I heard a pastor explain it this way. I always knew that the Holy Spirit dwelled within us as believers, but I never thought about it compared to before Christ gave us the Holy Spirit. We replaced the temple. So it also put a whole new meaning to me for the verse in 1 Corinthians that says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? I honestly always thought that was just a metaphor. But no, our bodies essentially replaced the temple because the Holy Spirit became personally available to all believers. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? What is he here for? Well, the verse that I just read where Jesus is talking to his disciples, it says he uses the word advocate. And if you look in various versions of the Bible, you can also see the words helper or counselor or even comforter. So from those words, we know that he is on our side. He is here to guide us and even advise us. And I want to look at some verses where we learn more about the Holy Spirit, the role of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 talks about the Holy Spirit leading us. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And later in the chapter, it explains that the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. The Bible actually says that we don't know what we should pray for. So the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, bringing our needs, even though we don't know them, to God himself. And we see in Romans 15, it says that the Spirit loves us. And in Acts 13, we see that Saul and Barnabas were sent by the Holy Spirit to do ministry. So we know that the Holy Spirit commissions, it sends people out into ministry. And before that, in chapter 8 of Acts, we hear the Holy Spirit giving Philip a very specific command. He told Philip, go approach the Ethiopian. So we can learn from that, that the Holy Spirit will give us directions. So the biggest key then is how do we listen to him? Once we know what his role is, and we know that if we've placed our faith in Christ, that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, how do we then listen? It's not like he has this audible voice like Moses heard in the burning bush, right? And it can be difficult to know how to listen to him. Trust me, I have had hard times in this, and sometimes I still do. But as we learn and we grow in our faith, the Holy Spirit's voice becomes more obvious to us. There's an example of this in the Bible, and it's in 1 Samuel. 
and there is a story that is relayed about Samuel while he is sleeping. He hears a voice calling to him in the middle of the night, and he gets up and goes to Eli, who is like his mentor. And because he thought it was Eli who was calling to him, but it wasn't. So Samuel went back to bed. But then again, Samuel heard this voice calling to him again. And so Samuel went to Eli. But again, it was not Eli. So Samuel went back to bed. And at the third time, it was Eli who then told Samuel, go back to bed. And when you hear the voice again, tell the Lord to speak and that you are listening. So he did. That's what Samuel did. And the Lord spoke to Samuel. When Samuel was able to understand the Lord's voice speaking to him, he was then able to learn how to recognize it. Sometimes we need some guidance from others. But when the more relationship that we have with the Lord, the more we are going to be able to understand and recognize the Lord's speaking to us. One of the first times that I remember recognizing the Holy Spirit's work in my heart was about five years ago. And by far, this was not the first time. Um, But it was one of the more significant ones in my own life that I can like pinpoint. Um, And this was right after I had graduated college and I felt called to spend time in Haiti. A couple years before, I had gone to Haiti on a week-long mission trip and really fell in love with it there. And so I felt called to go back. So I looked and I looked for a longer mission trip for adults. And I came across an organization that led six-month immersion trips to the Caribbean. And I watched every promo video that they had. I read every article and fell in love with this idea completely. So I decided to go. And throughout the six months leading up to the trip, I knew I knew that I had made the right decision. I was super excited and I felt completely at peace the whole time. That was something that I recognized right away. I knew I had made the right decision because I had peace about it all the time. The only time I did not have peace was when I was getting to the airport and about to leave my family for six months. But to be honest, I kind of give myself a pass on that one. Um, But because this was such a huge decision to make and because my heart was so at peace, it was then that I noticed that this is one of the ways that the Holy Spirit guides me is by giving me peace. And truthfully, that is a common one because the Bible is clear that peace comes from God. But it was a very noticeable lesson for me in my life that I was then able to say, oh, that was God. And now I know how to better look for God speaking to me in the future. So with that said, I believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to people in different ways. I think it makes us more diverse as the body of Christ. And it makes him more real, to be honest, because then it's not just the same for every person, right? Um, I also think that he will speak directly to me in multiple ways and directly to you in multiple different ways. Maybe to show us how great he is or maybe just to keep us on our toes and paying attention. We don't know, right? But either way, it's awesome and it's exciting. So because of this, I asked a few of my friends how the Holy Spirit works in their life. And I did this because if any of us are struggling with recognizing the Lord's voice, Um, we can learn to listen in more ways than just one. And so if I were just sharing the ways that the Lord speaks to me, you wouldn't get a more well-rounded idea of all the various ways that the Lord can speak to people. And even in just my circle of friends, this is not the only 
ways that the Lord speaks to us. Um, so one of my friends said that if she is disconnected from the word, then she is disconnected from the Holy Spirit. There is a reason that the Bible is called the living word. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through the word of God. She also explained that she often gets a gut feeling guiding her in one way or another. And once in a while, the Lord will speak to her in dreams and occasionally through others in prophetic words or confirmation. My mom said that there is sometimes just an overwhelming feeling of doubt that you don't know where it came from. But it would happen maybe when you're about to make a big decision or walk through an open door and all of a sudden you're filled with doubt. And so I asked her when we were talking and I said, you know, how do you discern then between whether that is the Holy Spirit guiding you away from something bad rather than the enemy is scaring you away from something good? And it's at that point that it is a wise idea to read the Bible and see if you can find something that is applicable to your situation and if that doubt aligns with something that is from God or is something from the enemy. And the other thing is to seek trusted counsel to make sure that this doubt is the Holy Spirit and not the enemy. My sister described that the Holy Spirit speaks to her in physical discomfort And so when she is watching something or she's a part of a conversation or whatever it might be that she needs to get out of, she will begin to physically feel uncomfortable. Um, She also said that repetitive threads kind of weave their way through her studying. And so um, her Bible study, maybe it's a verse that she reads and then that connects to a sermon that she heard, which then relates to a random conversation she had. It's those common threads. Let's look at one more example from John, and this is John 14, 26, and it's Jesus talking, and he says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. We know that this won't be a verbal conversation where the Holy Spirit says, Well, hey, Sierra, remember remember that God said blank. No, I believe that this can happen through others or through the Bible, as we've heard some of my friends saying, but I also think that it can happen just by a verse popping into our head kind of out of nowhere. Have you ever had that happen where you're praying about something and all of a sudden just out of nowhere, you're not even necessarily trying to think of a verse and it just comes in. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Is it audible? No, but it is pretty darn clear. A third friend said that she is able to hear the Holy Spirit best during prayer time specifically. And then she also said another thing is through people. Um, And she explained that if there's a topic she's been thinking and praying about, God will just send conversations to come up naturally with others in her life about that exact subject. And then she's able to dive deeper into it with others. I asked my dad too, and he said level of comfort man, a few words. Okay. But when I asked further, he said that it was probably an emotional comfort level, like feeling at peace versus unsettled in his spirit. Lisa Turkis said in one of her books, she said, just that morning, I'd been praying and asking God to show himself to me. I asked the God of the universe to intersect my life with his revelation. And then I got up from my prayer and I forgot to look, forgot to seek him, 
forgot to keep my heart in tune with his voice and his invitation. I hope I'm not the only one, but when I pray, I typically want answers like right then and there. We want to see God move in miraculous ways right here, right now, in front of us. We want a giant sign from heaven to immediately fall onto our laps, right? We would not complain about that. But that's not necessarily how God works. Sure, once in a while, God will work that way. Maybe not the giant sign falling on our laps, but um, God will work that way. And when he does, it's amazing. But just because he doesn't answer that way doesn't make him less great and doesn't make his answer no. Sometimes it may take a little bit of time to work on what you're praying about. Sometimes there has to be a, a chain of events that has to happen to make what you're praying for happen. Sometimes we don't hear the Holy Spirit right away and we won't get that gut feeling instantly. But what if he's going to speak to you in a different way other than a gut feeling this time? Maybe he's going to send you confirmation through people or through a church sermon, maybe through a book or what you're reading in in the Bible. See, if we get up from our prayer time where we are asking for guidance and then forget to look for his answer because we thought it would be immediate, we miss the chance at seeing God work in big, big ways. Is it cool when God answers right away? Absolutely. But I got to admit, it's also pretty cool when we see God use random situations or interactions to bring about confirmation to us. One example of this from my own life is how I came to start this podcast. And some of you may have already seen this on Instagram, but I'm just going to share the quick story here. So to start at the very beginning, it was fall of 2019 when one of my friends commented to me after I had shared at our small group one night and she said, Sierra, you should start a podcast. You have amazing insight. It was a very kind comment and I was very encouraged by it. But to be honest, I kind of laughed it off because it made me nervous. I didn't even listen to podcasts at that point in time. And what on earth would I talk about and who on earth would listen to me? So I shoved it to the back of my mind, but a little seed got planted that night. Fast forward a little bit to early last year to early 2020, I just made a transition into a new church. And I jumped in pretty quickly in getting involved in a new small group. Um, But because I didn't want to overwhelm myself and I wanted to pray about it and also life clearly looked different last year, I chose to not jump into a serving role right away. And I wanted to, as I mentioned, I wanted to pray about it and I wanted to see what options were out there. So I started praying so hard throughout last spring and the summer Where would God have me next? I prayed about places in my new church, like leading a small group or getting involved in the nursery or being on the worship team. And while I think I would have enjoyed probably all of those, I didn't have a piece about any of them and I didn't really feel a leading towards any of those. So I kept praying and I prayed about areas in my community, like a pregnancy resource center or an organization that was fighting human trafficking. Both of those causes are super close to my heart, and I would love to get involved with some of those organizations. However, for the lack of opportunity and because of restrictions, some places weren't really accepting new volunteers. 
So I kept praying (laughs) and I really didn't feel like God was leading me anywhere. And I was so confused because I'm like, God, you want me to get involved somewhere. And why are you not guiding me to where you want me to get involved? But then I had two different people at two different times in two different places related to two different things that they commented that I should start a podcast. And it brought that little seed that my friend had planted the previous year to the front of my mind. And then a couple more random people suggested it. So again, all unrelated, all unexpected. And I realized that, okay, either I am reading way into this or Jesus is trying to tell me something because here I'm praying for direction and I get hit with the same suggestion from like five different people. That's not a coincidence. And I believe that the Holy Spirit used those other people in this situation to guide me to where he wanted me to be. So not only, you know, did I need to listen to the Holy Spirit in that situation, but so did these people who came up and encouraged me in it. So as I've shared all of these examples, it is so fun to see the Holy, how the Holy Spirit can work and does work in each of our lives. But I think that there is a huge key concept that I did mention briefly um, from one of my friends earlier. And that is if we are disconnected from the word, then we are disconnected from the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean completely like he's not within us anymore or he's not active, but we have to be connecting with God. And not only in the word, although that's super important. Okay, that's huge. But through prayer and through worship and through fellowship of believers, all of these help us connect deeper with God. And therefore, we become more in tune to the Holy Spirit. It goes back to that story of Samuel that I told earlier. When we learn what God's voice sounds like, we can recognize it far faster. And we learn what God's voice sounds like by doing those things of praying, reading the Bible, worship. So one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, If you listened to episode two, which was on the body of Christ, you will have heard me talk about spiritual gifts, otherwise known as gifts of the spirit. And these are gifts that each Christian has at least one of. And what I want to do now is distinguish these gifts from the fruits of the spirit that many of us are familiar with. And honestly, many of us can probably sing along to the fruits of the spirit from Galatians, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These fruits are completely separate from the gifts that we talked about before. With the spiritual gifts, every believer has at least one of those spiritual gifts. They may have more, but they at least have one. And it is up to the Holy Spirit himself to decide which believer will receive which gift. And as I mentioned in that second episode, these gifts are what brings diversity and at the same time unity to the body of Christ because we have different strengths and different weaknesses, which allow us then to work together to build the kingdom of God. Now, as far as the fruits of the Spirit, These are nine characteristics that need to be a part of every believer's walk. All nine are attributes that the Holy Spirit gives to every believer. That doesn't mean that they automatically come easy to us because trust me, the one that I have the most hard time with is patience. 
Okay, that does not come easy to me. But they will come easier to us when we are connected more to the Holy Spirit by those things that we talked about, like prayer and Bible reading. We've all heard, you know, the, the saying that like who you spend the most time with is the people that you're like. Well, guys, what if we spent time with Jesus all the time? We become more like him and we can reflect him better as we spend time with him and are able to exhibit these fruits of the spirit. So I guess the biggest takeaway is that we need to stay connected to God and we need to um, stay in prayer and stay in Bible reading. Seek advice from other believers who are listening to the Holy Spirit. But then when we are praying for guidance, and honestly, we need to be praying for guidance over a whole lot of things. We need to not forget to listen. Don't put God in a box and limit him to how he's going to answer you because that's not how God works. I'm sure that we can all think of something that, you know, yeah, I wish that God would have um, would answer me on this particular subject. But you know what? A lot of people and maybe even all of us can think of, you know, in, in there was a time in my life where I wished that God would answer me in this way, but he didn't and he answered me in a different way and it was better. Because we, as we read earlier, we don't know what to pray for. God knows what's best. And so don't put God in a box and just be willing to listen. Open your heart and listen to him and open your eyes to be able to see how he's going to move in your life and speak to your life in the coming weeks and in the coming months and in the coming years. I hope this was encouraging to you guys. I hope that it was helpful to shed some light on listening to the Holy Spirit because I know that it can be a tricky thing sometimes, especially when we're making a huge decision. I've often wrestled with this. How do you discern, you know, between something you want to do or whether it's God wanting you to do it too. But that's what the Holy Spirit's for, and He will guide you. And that sounds oversimplified, and I know that. But if you're listening to Him and you're actively seeking Him out, it really is true. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. I am so glad to have had this conversation with you. I am praying that this episode was encouraging, and if it was, please consider leaving a review. This show is just getting started and we would love to bring more people into our conversation. Sharing it with your friends and leaving a review is a great way to do that. See you next time.